This is, when we wrote this question, this was actually, uh, it was inspired by, there was an economist from the Middle Ages, I for, the name escapes me, but he effectively said, in a society, you can either have a strong economy with a strong army and all of these things, but have a dedicated people, or you could have, you know, wise, virtuous people, but have a weak economy in turn. So, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Do we need? Uh, is it better to have a society that has a strong economy but has a dedicated lifestyle, a weak uh, cultural background, or the vice versa? Opposite. I don't, I mean, I, yeah. So I, you know, if you're talking about anybody living prior to 200 years ago, prior to when, you know, econ the economies took off, that is probably how it looks. So I'm not, I'm not, the, the, the quotes you're saying are kind of reminiscent of um, Ibn Khaldun, a uh, Middle Eastern philosopher of the Middle Ages, who kind of looked at the cycles that societies went through namely you'd have these societies where you know they were poor farmers but they were revolting against somebody and then they would win and the the first rulers of these societies would be really dedicated to you know because they grew up poor or you know they grew up under being su suppressed conditions and they they would be really dedicated to the people and things like this and then their their children would then take over at some point and they would they would have their children would have lived more of a life of um luxury even though they would have had their parents around and and this would be kind of in a sense the high watermark for these societies because you know you now have a society that's old enough to um to grow maybe foster trade things like this um but then you get the their kids you know the grandkids of the original people maybe maybe a couple of generations later ruling and they've only been you know they've only had a life of luxury they're not hard and they're easy to overtake essentially because they're they they lose their guard they you know things like that um that was not actually a terrible way of describing most of the world prior to about 200 years ago but we no longer, I would say we no longer think of those things as mutually exclusive. You can have most of a society that lives in, you know, good amount of wealth. I mean, look at, you know, say the United States or most parts of Europe, um, they're, you know, most of us are not hardened by any means. You know, we're not, we're not warriors. We're not, we're not tilling the ground. Um, and there's no reason that this has led to anything but more economic development. You know, a lot of this has to do with technology and the technologies being available to allow allow this to happen, to allow that to allow for most people to not have to work in agriculture, for instance, which was you know the lot of most people in world history, especially prior to a couple hundred years ago, and frankly even prior to the last century. Um, uh, so this is something that has changed, and I, I don't, I, I don't think that any longer remains true. I mean, in, you know, even with uh, military technology these days, it frankly doesn't even matter how big your military is in terms of people. I mean, most most of it's technology, right? I mean, even a place like North Korea can be, you know, can can be a major threat. You know, once they gain nuclear weapons, you know, in the United States. We have obviously a gigantic military, both in terms of people and budget, but you could cut the amount of people working in the military by quite a bit and we'd still be a very potent military. Um, you know, so these are things that, you know, the technology has allowed, I think, that equilibrium to, to shift quite a bit. Yeah. So it's yeah. not uh, it's not so much like a hard man creates strong times, strong times create weak men, we create. Okay. And it's more so a technological 
I think so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, there there are there are things that there there are other um, there's some research say recently that's been done, which I find very convincing that you know those who lived during the depression had very different cultural values than those who grew up after the depression, um, uh, especially with respect to things, you know, economists think are important, like saving, you know, people that even after they became wealthy, if they lived through the depression and remember the hunger and the bread lines and things like that, were much less likely to ex- spend extravagantly. Um, they're, you know, much more saving modest in a way. Promote investment spending, which would shift both like the supply and demand to the right long run. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but, uh, but maybe it probably goes the other way because they're consuming less um, for, for the most mm. part. Um, uh, so, you know, but but it's more it, th- that type of research is more about thinking about the role that kind of early experiences and kind of that affect cultural values can play later in life as well. Um, and, you know, to the degree to which, you know, that that, you know, is what you're describing as, you know, I think that's the 20th century equivalent of being a hard a hard man or a hard woman right um is uh you know is living living in poverty even in a wealthy society that do, does affect the way we think about things um but i think it's you know it's a bit different than what was being described certainly in the medieval period 